listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 19th of May 2021. Later, why $45 billion was wiped off the value of the Australian share market in one day. But first, is it time to ask the boss for a pay rise. The Bureau of Statistics said today that the wage price index rose 0.6% in the March quarter to be up 1.5% for the year. That's better than expected, although still soft. But remember, these numbers are backward looking. So with a skills shortage, what now? For more, I spoke earlier with CEDA senior economist, Gabriella D'Souza. Gabriella, wages grew a little stronger than expected. Why do you think that is? Look, I think uh, we've just come out of a, you know, a technical recession and economic activity and jobs growth is starting to get back on track, uh, which is good. Uh, and despite the fall off of JobKeeper, we're still starting to see a decent wage increase, which is obviously a real positive. Um, but, you know, there's having said that, you know, a bit of a measured response, I guess, would be that, you know, we haven't really seen um, an uptick in these numbers uh, for a while. So this kind of is on the same trend as we've seen for the last three quarters as well. Overall, though, what do you think it says about the labour market and the direction of the economy? Look, it's, I mean, I think it's a positive thing that it's, you know, it's heading in the right direction. Um, But, you know, the, obviously there were a lot of forecasts in the budget about increased economic activity and unemployment, uh, falling unemployment numbers and a hopeful wage growth uh, factor in there that, you know, at the moment we're just not seeing that happen yet. But obviously um, I think it'll just be a bit of a wait and see Thing. We've seen uh, high vacancies, like the vacancies are the highest they've been in a long time. And, you know, a lot of policymakers will be hoping that that will translate into lower unemployment rates and eventually higher wage increases. I guess the thing is that one and a half percent for the annual rate, it's way below what the RBA wants to see, around three to four uh, percent of wages before inflation starts to rise, before it even starts considering interest rates to climb, right? Um is it headed that way because the markets anyway are starting to price in that we'll start to see inflation out of the US anyway at first, but there's this inflation story going on? Yeah, look, it's it's. I think it's heading in the right direction um, in terms of where we want to be, but obviously we're not quite getting there yet. Um, and it's unclear why that is. It's probably just that maybe, you know, we're seeing pockets of high vacancies, um, you know, and we, know, we know that that's happening in the accommodation, hospitality and retail sector, for example. Um, but I think perhaps it's the case that, you know, employers uh, are yet to have a come to Jesus moment about having to increase their wages to attract the right kind of talent to fill up those vacancies. And we just haven't had that happen um, yet. But that's not to say that it won't happen in the next few months. That's interesting because there's anecdotal evidence of some businesses, especially smaller businesses, having to pay a bit more to either retain staff or attract skilled workers because we're not getting that those skilled migrants coming into the country. Are there areas of the economy where wages are lifting, though? Um, so we've seen in the latest figures that there have been a lift in wages amongst certain award-related uh, categories of occupations. Um, but that's largely because of the Fair Work Commission review from 2019-2020. And that's also because a lot of individual agreements as well um, were stalled because of the pandemic year that we've had. And now they're starting to come back up again. Um, so obviously we've gone through, I think what this shows is that we've gone through a bit of an adjustment period over the last uh, a few quarters. And hopefully from here on, we start to see a bit more of that increase that's related to the um, labour supply and labour demand uh, aspects of the economy. 
the economy is starting to improve a bit faster than first expected, if we're starting to see wages pick up ever so slowly, I guess a lot of um, employees a may have had wages stall over the past year. Some have had to give back some of their pay or take a pay cut because of COVID. So is now a good time to ask for a pay rise? Uh, there's no better time like the present, Ricardo. Um, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, job vacancies in the market. There's a lot of demand for roles. So, you know, if you're in a job uh, and you're doing really well, uh, you know, now is the time to try and um, bargain your way up into a higher wage threshold. Gabriella D'Souza there from CEDA now to the Australian share market, which had a, a bit of a horror day. The S&P A6200 down 1.9% below 7,000 to 6,931. That's the worst one-day fall in about three months. $45 billion wiped from the boards of the ASX. Miners and energy stocks, the worst performer. China says it's ramping up iron ore exploration and production, and the banks were down across the board. For more, I spoke earlier with Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners. June Bay, the market's been sold off quite heavily today. Why? Yeah, it's interesting. We were following the weaker lead overnight from the US market. Investors started taking a little bit of profit. Um, here in Australia, certainly there's a, um, coming up towards the year end and the share market has done quite well for investors. So we're just seeing increasing profit taking behavior. And at the same time, we're seeing the US futures pointing to another weekday. Um, so we should see that uh, continuing for the next few days. How much of that is is connected to the inflation story at the moment? We saw today in Australia wages, they're rising ever so slowly, but still rising. But the market's really betting that consumer prices will lift, particularly in the US. We're seeing commodity prices surge as well. How's all that playing in? Yeah, look, it, it actually certainly has been the trigger of the latest sell-off. Um, U.S. the inf- inflation print has been very incredibly strong, partly because they were handing out a lot of stimulus checks in people's uh, uh, in people's mailbox, and people were spending it. At the same time, the economy is yet to completely open up, so the bottleneck has meant there's a uh, commodity prices are very high, wages going up a little bit. Um, so market has created a bit of uh, um, panic selling, and um, but we have seen that easing off now. And here in Australia, we don't think inflation is is an issue, um, you know, for the time being. How does that, though, impact investment strategies at the moment? Where, Where are the opportunities? Of course, so you certainly want to add businesses that will benefit from the uh, rising inflation and expectations of higher interest rate further down the tracks. Banks sits very well in this space and the commodities um, resources company sits well. Um, and uh, resource company had a great run, but we think, you know, for the rest of the year, both of these sectors should be quite a strong performer. Today, technology so- stocks outperformed. Why? Which has been incredible. Uh, well, we are asking why. Uh, partly because in the past couple of weeks, the technology companies, uh, most of them have been sold off in the double digits. Some were down uh, close to 30%. And today, is, we're just seeing a bit of reversal uh, of the investors moving some money into more safety, uh, more defensive sort of uh, names. And technology tend to uh, perform well in this environment. Do you think there's still growth in that sector? Oh, absolutely. We're still seeing very strong growth in the technology sector. However, I think in the environment where the world is going to start growing faster than before, recovering from pandemic, um, it just makes these companies less appealing when compared to some of the more cyclical businesses um, that was impacted by COVID. Maybe if we just talk about one of the stocks in in that kind of a sector, in the payment space anyway, EML, it was one of the market darlings performing particularly well, but it's uh, had a, a pretty rough day today, hasn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. The share price is down close to 50%. Um, look, at the, uh, one of its division, one of the businesses it bought last year um, that operates in uh, Ireland has received a uh, notice uh, from the Ireland Central Bank expressing concern of its business, its operations. Now, while it's still very early stage of investigation and uh, this whole process, um, you know, investors certainly felt there was too much uncertainty for that business. Uh, share price down this much, pretty much as investors saying, that um, you know that business is being written off. Jin Bay, and quickly, I want to get your take on cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin falling to below four, uh, forty thousand US. It's tumbled pretty hard over the past few weeks. What's your take on the cryptocurrency space? Look, cryptocurrency, while as there's a uh, as an alternative currency, there is a future for that kind of um, you know alternative currency in the longer term. In the short term, simply this space has been very hot. So the price of cryptocurrency has gone through the roof in the past 12 months. Um, it's uh, it's really a bit of a pullback from the top. Um, and the view is that it has they has attracted um, because of the volatility in the share price has attracted a lot of speculative money into it. So now that when those money do leave those markets, um, the prices can fall pretty quickly. That's what we see. And we certainly haven't found the bottom yet. Junbei Lu there from Tribeca. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.